listening to Halloween Unleashed. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed and welcome back to Throwback Thursday. And this week's uh, episode is going to go back into early of 2020. Um, I think this was right before the whole COVID outbreak thing started. Uh, But, uh, you know, we had uh, different guests at at the time, uh, guest hosts at the time, and this uh, particular episode, we go back in time to uh, where we covered the ghost and the history of the ghost. There's been uh, a resurgence of the ghost since the V2 came out uh, not too long ago. And there's uh, been a lot of questions of where did it come from? How did it start? You know, uh, what's the history on it, etc., etc. Well, this is going to answer all those questions. And... I figure instead of doing a brand new episode just talking about the Ghost V2 um, or the Ghost 81, why not just go back and replay an episode that's already been aired? I mean, it's it's so funny that uh, frequent listeners of this podcast continue, continue to ask me to do episodes on things that they supposedly have already listened to. And forget that they listen to it. And it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. And a lot of people think that, you know, I come off like an asshole at times. And, you know, like I don't like answering questions. But, hey, if you're a frequent listener of the show and you tell me that you're a frequent listener of the show. And then you say, hey, I listen to every episode, some episodes twice. By the way, can you do an episode on the ghost? And I'm going, "I, I did one. If you're a frequent listener to the show, you would know that. It's just, some people make themselves look stupid, and it gives me no choice but to be an asshole. So, whatever. But, uh, yeah, we're going to replay the, I think it's February or March of 2020. Uh, We're going to go back in time, and we're going to... uh, we're going to play the ghost and we're going to figure out where it all comes from. And, you know, uh, before we get it, because this is obviously before the V2 came out. I'll just quickly say that the V2 is a retool of the V1. Um, so you'll get to hear exactly the entire history on where that all started and how we ended up where we are at this point. So the V2 is a retool off of the V1 to improve it, make it more accurate. And, um, you know, you can be your own judge, but I think that it has been uh, probably retooled in a way that it can't get any better, um, is in terms of uh, accuracy to a 75 Kirk as far as the ghost sculpt is concerned. Now, you can say, well, actually, well, fine, okay, go actually up your ass. I don't really care, you know, um whatever you think is accurate is accurate and I'm just saying in terms of the sculpt of the ghost 
it's probably as accurate as it's going to get and I think it's pretty damn accurate. So if you don't think so, then actually go shove it up your ass. I don't really care. Um, but that's where the V2 comes from and now we're going to go back. We're going to talk about the original concept of the Ghost and then we're going to talk about how it morphed into the Ghost V1 and then uh, you just got the Ghost V2 and um, for those that I just offended, sorry, grow a sack and uh, get over it. I will talk to everybody next week. Hannah will be back next week and we're going to be uh, breaking down the top Halloween films um, and the franchise in order from best to worst or worst to best, whatever you want to do. And then after that, we're going to do a another Halloween 6 episode to where we break down the P-cut versus the T-cut. So um, some interesting stuff coming up. We're going to get back on the Halloween Kills train here pretty soon, but there hasn't really been a whole lot of news to cover. So we're all just kind of waiting till October, and um, I'm sure there will be a lot of talk at that point. But we'll talk to everybody next week. So talking about the ghost today, and from what you told me, the original ghost came out in 2012, that's correct? That is correct. Where did the ghost come from, the original ghost? It was a Nemesis retool. I bought the master um, from Darren Jones, who was, uh, went by the screen name Stranger at Home, and he got his master copy from... Um, of the Nemesis from Black Lodge Studios, and Black Lodge Studios um, bought theirs directly from Terry Lambert at CGP. And, and I assume you made changes to it. You know, what did what did you do? Because I don't think I've ever actually seen an original Ghost. I don't think. Really? Or if I have, I'm trying to think. Um. I? He, he's in he's in um, the MMMC group. Um, Michael Aguilar or Miguel Aguilar, and I'm probably butchering that, but I know he has one of the originals. He bought it on eBay um, back in the day uh, when I was producing them. Um, so he, I'm I'm surprised he hasn't posted a picture of it yet. But he hit me up for for a new version. Um, here recently so that's something that's going to happen at some point but uh yeah I, maybe maybe throw a post out to him or maybe i'll tag him in something just ask him to post post his original i think i still have um pictures of it and i'm gonna look while while you're talking okay because um so were a lot of those made, because I know around 2012, you know, you, you've had so many great sculpts throughout the years, you know, and you oftentimes will have many of them produced at the same time. How popular was it, and, and how many did you sell, roughly, or, or, you know, was it more than you could count? Um, no, it was, here, here was the thing with, with that, and... I, it was my first foray into doing anything in clay that was my first time um so the hardest thing for me to do was to price my own stuff i had never done it before it was easy for me to buy a master or a mold or team up with somebody that was producing and i convert blanks or whatever and just 
charge what the going market rate was. That was the easy part. Um, the hard part is, is putting a value on your own stuff, especially it being your first thing that you've ever done. So uh, I didn't make it widely available. Um, I, I did it just as a what if, just to see what I could do. So, you know, maybe I could save myself a little money instead of having to pay Amy or Luke or, or Brian or whoever else was working on stuff. Maybe I could save a little money and if I could do a decent enough job anytime I wanted to fix something or, or come out with something new, maybe it's something I could do on my own and I didn't have to go outside the, the, the company at all. So that's originally what it started out as. It was just kind of like, okay, I had somebody working for me five days a week, 20 hours a week. Um, so, you know, they were, they were doing a lot of the mold making and the casting and, um, you know, so outside and like what I was doing is I was doing the painting, uh, weathering and, and, and herring. And anytime I didn't have any of those going on, um, and he was out working, doing the other stuff, I had some downtime, you know, and so I would, I, I just one day just said, what the hell, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I have it already, uh, you know, siliconed and, and ready to go. So, um, I had clay and I'm like, let me melt it down. Let me pour it in and let me see what, what I can do with this thing. And it started out with just a little bit here, a little bit there. And, it, you know, what happened at the time is as I started working on it, Jimmy Falco actually said to me, um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a KH. And I was like, well, shit, maybe I'm better than I thought I was, you know, like pumping myself up, you know. And, uh, you know, for the record, I wasn't. <laughs> so, um, but at the time, you know, like, you know, not, not, not ever really doing this before. And starting to do that, I'm like, damn, you know, people are starting to, to like what this is, what this is shaping up to be. People were interested. Um, you know, Jimmy's like, hey, I want you to, um, to redo my, my KH, um, what was the, what was the KH that, uh, that was re-released under Andrew Santagato? Um, I think he said the, maybe, I know he said the unlimited... This wasn't released by it. This wasn't released by Ken. It was by Andrew Santagato. Um, what that he did like the Dick Warlock project. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, Jesus mm. Christ! What I cannot believe I'm I'm forgetting this. This is I can it. literally see it. <laughs> yeah, the image, the image. That's what it was. Um. So, I. He asked me. He he wanted me to redo his his image. And he said, while you have my image there, why don't you reference that while you're sculpting that and see what you come up with? So then it turned into, hey, how close can I make it look like this? And that was my goal at the time. Let me get as close to this as I possibly can. Um, personally, I don't think I, I got anywhere near the ballpark. I don't think I was even five miles from the ballpark. But some people saw the resemblance and, you know... Um, liked it um the first copy that i poured um i did up and i was trying to mimic um ahg's um kh at the time 
Um, and I, I, I took it to the horror hound, um, Cincinnati or not Cincinnati, Indianapolis, where Jamie Lee Curtis was that, that convention, that was my cosplay mask. And I'm meeting a lot of the higher ups, um, considered the higher ups in the, in the mask community that saw that thing. And they're like, what the fuck is that? That is badass. And it was just one thing after another, one person after another just kept saying, that's badass. That's badass. I, I, I want one. How much are you charging? And I could never give them an answer. I said, to be honest with you, I never even thought anybody was going, going to like it. So I honestly don't have a price. And so then at that point, um, I had probably, by the time I posted the pictures from the convention, um, I probably had, if I had to guess, probably 75 people reach out wanting to buy one. And I'm like, I don't know what to charge for this damn thing. So um, it just it just really just kind of took on a life of its own. And I, I really, you know, I had no intention. So I was like, okay, well, if people are wanting it and I'm going to make it a limited piece, not like limited, like a numbered limited, just, you know, just kind of scale it back and... Um, you know, not make them readily available. We had just come out with the JTK earlier that year. We were about to release um, the V75. Um, I was like, I really don't want to to really get in any type of production or where people are saying, what should I buy? Should I should I cancel this order and switch to this or whatever the case may be? Um, I didn't want to muddy the water in that regard, so I just kind of said, all right, this is going to be exclusively, kind of like what I did with the GPW um, Signature Series last year, where I said this is going to be an auction-only mask, and I'm going to put a couple out there and just kind of see what the market says it's worth. Um, I just sent you the picture, by the way. Um, And whatever the market says it's worth, that's what we're going to charge. And... um, People were were bidding the shit out of it, and I was like, I don't really think it's even that good. Dude, but, it's great. I'm looking at this. This is fucking phenomenal. I might, I might like this more than the 78. I would I would highly disagree, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for for what it was, for the time that it was, for all tense of purposes, you know, it, it definitely served its purpose. And, um, I sold, I sold, um, one of my masters to that. Cause I knew I was never going to produce another one of those, uh, in that incarnation. Um, <clears throat> I, um, I sold that master off. I forget who bought it, but I did hear, um, uh, later down the road that something happened to where it ended up getting destroyed so there's not even a master copy of this anywhere around so you said this came from the from the nemesis what what did you do in the process of altering it um everything um first and foremost i i and i don't know and this is not a knock 
on Terry and people are going to hear what they want to hear, but this is not a knock on Terry, but uh, you know, I bought the reigning red master from, from Terry. Um, I bought essentially a CGP nemesis master that didn't come directly from Terry, but it, it traces back to Terry. Um, but very like the the Saint Nick and and various various uh, masters that he's had or friends that have had um, from him, they've always had um, like the shaping was always weird and the the bridge of the nose um, always looked like it was from the forehead to the tip of the nose. It was like literally there was no indentation. It was straight down. So it was, it was always kind of strange. So, you know, that's one of the one things like on, on the red, on, on the nemesis and everything that I always said, I'm, I'm wanting to fix if I'm going to fix something. So it started with that. And, um, on the nemesis original master, the eyebrows are so tiny, so small that I wanted to, to build those up a little bit and redo those. Um, the nemesis, eyes um they are so deep and they're they're inaccurate so i was like i want to re-sculpt those um i don't like how tiny the nose is so i want to kind of flare this out a little bit and and fix that um now the lips i was trying to shoot for the image um mouth I, i obviously i failed miserably but uh, the other thing is, is I wanted to add some definition to the cheekbones and, and different things with this. And just literally just just kind of really give it a, a real mean, like angry look to it. And that was kind of like once I got into it and I started seeing like the mean V brow and the scowl on its face, I said, OK, let's just make this thing a mean motherfucker. And like the like the ghost name actually came at the very end of the project where somebody um, said, you know, I can't wait to see some white on that thing. That thing is going to look like a fucking ghost. And at that point, I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it the ghost. Makes sense. Uh, what well, you know? What what brought the demise of that on? Because you know, obviously, you don't produce them in mass anymore. Uh, you know, other than moving on to the seventy-eight, what was the? It, you know, if WMP hadn't shut down, you know, why did you stop producing the original Ghost? Um, I started. I stopped producing a lot of things. Just that, you know, either I wasn't doing a lot of or whatever. So they were just molds that were sitting in my shop, my old shop. Uh, this in particular uh, came, I mean, you've, you at this point, people are probably hear, tired of hearing it. And I'm sure you are too. But I've said it many times that, you know, when everything went down in 2014, I started having a fucking fire sale of everything. Um, so the ghost was one of those like fire sale type things where it was hard to look at because people that were praising it, people that were loving it, people that had bought one, were also the same people that were trashing me. And so that just brought negative negative thoughts in my head. And I'm like, let me just erase any existence of it. So that's why I sold it off. But I, I sold it off and sold several other molds off that I just wasn't using anymore. And 
I look back and I'm like, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that, but you know. Now, how did we move from the original ghost to the seventy-eight? Is is it just a similar name, or does the seventy-eight originate from the original ghost? Um, this is a story I haven't told. Um, so it went through it went through two incarnations. All right, the first incarnation was when I was uh, chatting it up with Dan Farrens and. You know, the whole Marcus Dunstan uh, Halloween Returns thing was going to happen. I was chatting with Malik, Marcus Dunstan, and Dan Farrens about me doing a mask. Um, I'm like, well, I'll just I'll just repour the Nemesis. You know, the Nemesis, you know, its origins are are from are from an original 78. I can tool it into whatever I want it to be. Um, <clears throat> but the but the Nemesis first incarnation that ended up becoming the ghost 78 was a mask that everybody seems to like that got turned in for the 2018 film that I submitted, which was the one. So the one was originally the ghost 78. And what ended up happening was, um, obviously I did that retool into the, into the one that I wanted to submit for the film. I did do a couple copies because obviously they didn't pick it. And, uh, we all, we all know the history of that. Um, but at that point I, I was feeling, I was feeling a little guilty. Um, not guilty in a sense I was doing anything wrong cause I wasn't, but I was feeling a little guilty to myself. I'm like, here, here I was, I did this, I did this for this production that ultimately didn't get picked, but now I'm I'm offering it up to the collector market. I just didn't feel right about it, so I'm like, if I'm going to release a version of it or or whatever, um, it's got to be different than the one that I submitted for a production um, for a potential movie. So I took that, put it back in clay, and then finished it off and fix things I didn't like for that for that part of the sculpt and it ended up becoming the Ghost 78. And what year did the 78 officially come out? 2018, August of 2018. August 2018. I know, you know, of my era being in the hobby as far as, as from you anyway, all the masks that I've seen in, in regards to H1, you know, it's the it's the Ghost 78, the SS 78, the GKY you know, those are the, the the Chris Morgan masks of my era, um, and, and and each of them, I think, every incarnation is a little bit better than the last. You know, when you when you released it, what was the public reception on your end? Um, it was it was very very positive. You know, and it, it's like what's funny is is people are like, man, I still I still wish that he would uh, bring back the one. Um, it, it's just funny every time I read that, I'm like you don't realize that the one is essentially the coast 78. It's that's, what's funny. I don't think I've ever actually seen the one you have. You just don't know that you have, Ah, (laughs) I got to make a new mold in the next week or two. Um, because the current production mold I had wore out. Seems you're good at wearing things out. It's what she said. 
<laughs> pop my blue chew and goddamn pal. And, and I feel like I've seen one, but maybe I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, one question of the few that we got, people kept saying, you know, where's the Ghost 81? Um, people have been wanting me to convert, I guess you could say, or alter um, the Ghost 78 into an 81. To be honest with you... The Ghost 78 is a 78 mask. It, it's it's not going to be an 81. Um, could I? I couldn't go back to the Nemesis and start over, obviously. But if I if I were to do an 81 version, I would have to take this version, put it in clay, and literally resculpt the eyes, basically, and stuff it a little differently to to make it look fat, like Warlock's head was in there. And I would have to just completely redo that. But but to be honest, I got I got some other projects I'm working on. Um, obviously, you know I'm doing an original project. I got a, a a project I can't talk about right now that I'm working on, and I got some other things going on. So as far as a Ghost 81, the soonest I would ever consider starting on it would be a year, year and a half from now. And who knows at that point if I even want to do it. Well, you had said something earlier about the original Ghost. Well, are you ever going to revisit that? No, because I don't, I don't own anything to it anymore. I sold it off in 2014. Gotcha. You know, you know you've produced a whole lot of, of various H1s throughout. If we were to take the, the, seven, the 78... You know, where where does it stack up? You know, if you were to do, like, a top five, you know, the SS-78 and the V-75 and the GKY and all these things, where does it place for you on, you know, on that scale? Is it your best work? Is it your worst work somewhere in the middle? I'm, I'm always really, um, I, I don't, I don't want this to be a non-answer, but it's, it's the answer that I can best give that's honest is I really don't, I don't really have a top two, top three, top five. I don't. I mean, people are going to say, listen to that, and say bullshit. Well, to be honest with you, I don't because if there's something that I've been personally involved in, I, the the way I look at where it ranks is really what the audience that it's going to, what they say about it. If People say that they like the ghost over the GKY. It's not going to hurt my feelings any. It's, you know what? It it both came from me. Who cares? You know. So uh, if somebody says that they like the SS78 over the Ghost 78, great. You know. And the way I look at it is, is we all have individual ta- tastes. We all have things that we like, things that we don't like, and you know, that's that's your that's your prerogative. That's your opinion. And, you know, that just because, you know, you don't, you don't like the Ghost 78, but you like something else, somebody else is going to think that the Ghost 78 is the cat's meow. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about this hobby and why I've never understood why people need to argue what's, what's more accurate. Just go out and go out and research and pick the one that you, that talks to you the most. Absolutely. And, you know... So sorry, I didn't answer your question. It's okay, because um, you know, 
you don't see a whole lot of 78s, you know. You probably see a dozen or so every month or so. Most of them came from Hunter, who actually sold his. Um, but everyone that has one is just absolutely in love with it. Like, I've never seen someone, you know, have a negative thing to say about it. I'm looking at one right now, the one that Hunter sold, hold, uh, excuse me, that Hunter sold um, to Chris NK, and it's sitting in, a, in his case next to his um, his GKY, and by God, they're both beautiful. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Well, unfortunately, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of questions. That's kind of all I have on, on the end of questions about the 78. Any other interesting tidbits you have about it that we should know about? So you don't have to keep getting bombarded with the same, you know, questions a hundred times. Well, the and I'm just gonna say this, and it, again, I'm I'm getting better about it. But in the past, people used to say that, you know, I get pissed off when people ask me questions. I don't get pissed off when people ask me questions when. People that follow your page or follow your podcast or have liked a post about your podcast or whatever the case may be, they know the subject matter, okay? Then three to six months later, they turn right around and ask that question, and you know that they listen to it, and it's like, um, hello, didn't you listen to the episode? And it's like... It's like when I say that, it's I guess in text it comes off as I'm being short or I'm being an asshole, and I'm I'm not. I'm just I'm curious. I'm like, you know, maybe I wasn't clear, and if that was the case, please tell me. You know, tell me I wasn't clear, and I'll do my best to clear it up. But I guess in text it comes off as like I'm just completely pissed off that they asked that question. But I'm 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 perplexed at that point, going. Well, if you listen to the episode, you know why? Why are why are we doing this in PM here? You know, it's uh, it's already been answered as far as I know. Um, here's the episode. You're not a person who loves to text or, or or general message, so sometimes it's just easier to throw out a quick response. And I think people will hear thing you know hear things differently than you know they're intended to be sent. You know, I'm 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 definitely guilty of that as far as misreading you know intentions behind a message. But you know, sometimes I think just providing someone a quick link it helps. That's why you know we keep the catalog up. Um, and anyone can you know those can you know those old episodes and that old podcast can still be found for anyone who wants to you know go enjoy it on their own time. Actually, it can't. It it definitely it got pulled down. Um, oh, did it? That's why I brought back Way Back Wednesday, uh, um, so that I can start putting those back up um, under our our umbrella. Because the the way I look at it is, there's a lot of people that dedicated a lot of time to that, and what what I say about that is, you know, Kevin donated like a Friday or Saturday night of his of his life that he could have been out with his girl, you know, or could have been doing something else, but he chose to sit and bullshit with me on a topic for two hours. Now I am doing condensed versions of them and it's you're believe me, you know, what I'm cutting out is really just filler. It's it's not, it's not anything that people are going to say, why did you cut that out? I missed something viable there. It's much tighter condensed show. Tighter is always better. I agree. That's why I put it in the butt. 
Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts from Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.